Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 75. I'm going to ramble a little bit about Borderlands 2, and then I'm going to ramble about disappointment. Hopefully it won't be too sad. Enjoy the show! I thought I would ramble about some Borderlands 2 stuff, because I can't think of anything else to ramble about this time. My brain has been preoccupied with worrying about the hard drive change, so mostly I've just been like, all the time and not able to think about anything. Plus, I've been playing on my own. My friends have not come online, so haven't really interacted with people online. Oh, I did sort of temporarily rage quit Guild Wars 2. I expect I might play again today or tomorrow, but I'll talk about that in the disappointment section. I don't have a list or any kind of order to talk about Borderlands 2 stuff, so I'll just try and think up random things. Environments have changed a little bit. I am level 20, and I've sort of hit the next major section in the game. As I said, it, it sort of started out as a frozen desert wasteland. I have gone back there a few times, but I pretty much left there and haven't gone back a whole lot. Borderlands 2 is much better about sending you to areas and not repeatedly sending you back and forth through them like they did in Borderlands 1. I think the second area I hit was sort of a Borderlands 1 style desert wasteland, so you did see a little bit of, you know, Borderlands 1 style. But then I got to a totally different area, which is sort of... I guess you could say rolling hills and grassy areas. There weren't really any trees that I remember, which seems kind of odd. You'd think there would be trees. But it's very green and fertile in some areas. And there is a new area that I am logged out in. And that is sort of a corroded, toxic area. I guess it was an area that Dahl is mining. So there's a little bit of mining stuff here and there. Mining equipment left you know, scattered about the area, and a bunch of corrosive, toxic pools everywhere, so it's very toxic and yucky looking. There were two sort of inner areas that I went to. I am sad that they didn't put more sort of indoor dungeony type areas into the game. They were really rare in Borderlands 1, and Borderlands 2, they seem equally as rare. Like I said, there was two areas that I can think of. One was pretty early in the game, sort of a a city, and it was kind of outdoors, although it was sort of in its own little area. And the next was sort of a traditional dungeon where you went into somewhere and you had to assassinate a couple guys. But I would like to see, you know, more indoor areas that, you know, you specifically go to as, you know, a dungeon. Guns and grenades and shields are all very different. They have a lot of new and interesting things they added I guess you could think of it as sort of a reverse damage because it doesn't do extra damage itself, but all other types of damage do extra damage. So if you get like a slag grenade or a slag sniper rifle and you put in, you know, an opening shot as it were, 
then all your other weapons will do extra damage, and it's pretty cool. There are, I think, five types of damage. There's fire, which is good for fleshy things like people or critters. There is corrosive, which is good for armored targets or really great for robots. There is electric, I think it is. They might call it shock, I'm not sure. I call it shield rippers because it's really good for shielded targets. And I think there is explosive. I'm not sure on that one. I don't think it's really a persistent thing. I think it just does an extra thing. And then, like I mentioned, there is the new one that is Slag. The thing with the Borderlands series is that each critter has something they are sort of weak to. And many creatures are resistant to certain things or they have, like, armor. And they'll take, like, almost no damage at all if you're using the wrong thing, as it were. One critter that I forget the name of that is in both Borderlands 1 and 2... It's sort of a, a giant bug, and they'll have different types, like they'll have a fire type. So if you have a weapon that does fire damage, you're not going to do hardly any damage to it at all, because it's going to be really resistant to fire. So one tip I would suggest, if you don't already do it, is to have at least three different types of elemental damage. Right now, I am carrying around a thing that does fire, and I think two weapons that do corrosive, and then I think I have one extra thing like a rocket launcher or something that I don't use all that much that does slag. Grenades have some very cool new effects. My current type of grenade does a vortex, which right before it explodes, it will sort of do this power thing that sucks everybody towards it and then it explodes. So, you know, there's a higher chance that what you're trying to hit will get pulled in towards the grenade. There is a sticky type of grenade now, and that will stick to whatever first thing it hits like if it hits the ground it'll stick to the ground or if it hits a wall it'll stick to that or it'll stick to the bad guy you throw it at which is really great for guys to have shields for a while i had a sticky grenade that did shock damage so it would stick there it would blow up and it would put up this persistent area that just goes for a while i had ones for a while that as the writing says spawns child grenades I'm pretty sure that was in the first one too, but in this one it seems like they spawn a lot more. It's kind of hard to throw because when you throw it, it'll split into, you know, multiple grenades and they won't exactly go where you were aiming, but it does basically make this big hail of explosion and it's very helpful if you're trying to hit a large area. Shields, I think, have the most new cool things on them. The current shields I have have an absorption ability which, if I get shot by bullets, have a chance to absorb the bullet. And it's not absorb as in damage. There are ones that do absorb damage. But this one will put it into my inventory. The basic one was only like a 3% chance per hit. But I have a purple one now, which is rare con. And it has like a 30% chance. It's really awesome in the earlier levels, but I, I didn't see it until recently. And recently, I've been fighting a lot of things that don't shoot bullets. Like, I'm fighting a lot of Hyperion guys, which are mostly all just robots. They have a few people scattered in. And I'm fighting some different types of critters. I think there's about three different kind of critters I typically fight. So they don't shoot bullets at all. They'll just either hit you with whatever, or they'll shoot stuff at you that is not bullets. 
So, not very helpful in my current situation. As part of the first game, there are several that have extra effects if the shield drops. Like, they'll do a Nova explosion, or they'll do a shock or corrosive explosion, things like that. I tend to not like those so much because I do tend to stay far enough at range that the explosion really doesn't hit anybody. If my shields drop, it's more often due to getting hit from range, so that really doesn't help. One shield type that I was using for a while, which I really liked, was it had a chance to spawn sort of a recharging thing. You'd get hit, and then a little thing would go boop and come out of you. And if you picked it up, it would regenerate 25% of your shields. It was kind of difficult because if you are, you know, getting hit a lot, then you're in a bad firefight, which means you're not really going to have a chance to run around and pick stuff up off the ground. But it is really cool because, you know, if you get hit and it spawns one of those and you can duck behind cover, you know, you can usually take one or two guys out and then run out and grab it and then get back into cover. And that was really cool. I really liked that shield for a while. I think I've only fought two or three actual bosses so far. And I don't really know how to describe it, but the boss encounters do seem better than the first one. I remember the first game there were a few boss encounters that were just frustrating as poop. This time around, I wouldn't say they were easy. They were definitely boss caliber. But they weren't quite, you know, so hard that they were the level of frustrating as some of them were in the first game. Talents are pretty cool. You can change them pretty much any time you want. There's a changing station, I guess you could call it, in Sanctuary, where you can change how you look and, you know, respect your talents at any time. I have always had plenty of money, so that's never been a concern in terms of how much it costs to do that. Speaking of money, there is one slight change. There is this new element. If I recall correctly, it's called Iridium, and it's a pretty rare drop. Sometimes you get it as mission rewards. But this is what you use now to upgrade your ammo capacity, your backpack slots, your bank slots, that sort of stuff. In the first game, you just used straight up money, and so it was really easy to upgrade. With the rare drops, you know, they kind of can control it for how fast you get that stuff in the game. But I really haven't had an issue with it. The items I want, you know, to have increased ammo capacity for, I do, and so that's cool. And I think it's a good change. I don't know if it's an account-wide change or specific to that character. I know the badass points are account-wide. So I would think it might be account-wide. I'm not sure. You do seem to get them frequently enough. It's not, you know, anything to be really stressed about. But you do kind of want to be careful about where you spend the points. Inventory management is still a little frustrating. They are still catering to the console users in many ways. It's not quite as bad as the first game, but there are some things that I still don't quite understand. It's like if you're hovering over an item, I think there should be an auto compare to items you have equipped of that type. Like if you're looking at an assault rifle, I think, you know, you should get an automatic window that pops up in the corner that shows, you know, what auto assault rifles you have equipped. I shouldn't have to tell it I want to compare and then go to a different screen and point to the weapon I want to compare it to. That seems, I don't know, unnecessary and silly. So that is slightly limited. It, Like I said, it's not as bad as the first game. And it's certainly not game-breaking or anything. 
but it is something I think they could improve quite a bit. I can't think of anything else that I was thinking of rambling about for Borderlands 2, and I am kind of short on time today, so I guess that is it. And maybe I'll have more to ramble about later. Listen close to everybody's heart and hear that breaking sound. Hopes and dreams are shattering apart and crashing to the ground. I cannot believe my eyes, how the world's filled with filth and lies. But it's plain to see, evil inside of me is on the rise. So I think I will talk a little bit about disappointment. This goes kind of into general life, but also specifically to gaming, especially since there are so many series these days where you have expectations you know, built up from previous games. Last night I spent about an hour taking apart my computer, putting in the new drive, trying to see if it could see the drive to set up the new drive, putting the stuff back because it didn't work. And that was very disappointing. Computer hardware has gotten to a point where everything is supposed to automatically be detected and there aren't supposed to be hardware conflicts. So I expected it would be an easy upgrade. The first time it disappointed me, you know, the guys say they thought it was a dead-on-arrival item, which I have had an item like that before in the past, so it's not entirely unheard of. It is sad, but always possible. Looking around on the forums, there were lots of people with that type of hard drive, and my laptop, you know, maybe not my exact model, but it had my main model number, and they said, you know, they had no problem. And these were posts from about the time my system was round, and a few older and a few newer. So in theory, it should have worked. This drive is the brand newest version of that drive, though, and it does have different controllers. So that is probably what is going on. Since I got a new one, and the new one has the exact same issues as the old one, I can't see it in BIOS, I can't see it in Windows. It's probably something with the controller in that my laptop can't see that kind of controller for some reason. I don't know why. But it is very disappointing because hardware is supposed to be compatible these days and just, you know, boom, installed, no issues. And the guy said, you know, it's probably a dead item and we'll just replace it, which they did very quickly, so that was very awesome. But it's very disappointing because I was expecting it to you know, work this time around, and it didn't. Living without expectations is certainly not easy, and people who are not used to it may not understand the concept or have a hard time changing to it. Long, long, long time ago, when I got divorced, I decided I wasn't going to have expectations anymore because you just get disappointed. Having wishes and hopes is very different than having expectations. The leader of the guild I am in for Guild Wars 2 a few years back, had a lot of expectations for Vanguard. He followed it for years, he set up a guild, he set up a website, he did all this stuff, and he really got heavily invested into it. He got into beta, and it wasn't what he expected. He got so upset, he basically 
quit gaming for several years. I'm glad he's happy and having a lot of fun with Guild Wars 2 because I was very worried that he would quit gaming and not come back. I think it's when we have these expectations, these requirements that we must have in a game or in life in general, that we can wind up being disappointed by the results. Like I said, this is really kind of a heavily philosophical thing that I've kind of learned over my life. And I think it is best just to have hopes and wishes and not have expectations. Like I said, unless you are experienced with it, it is kind of a really hard thing to draw a line for. But if, as example, a third game in a series is announced and you liked the first one and you liked the second one, and you find yourself making a list of, oh, I want this, oh, I want that, this should be better, that should be better, then those are not hopes or wishes. Those are expectations. Again, it's kind of a fine line and kind of hard to describe, but if you find yourself making those kind of lists, I think you should probably back off a little bit and just wait and see what happens. You know, let yourself get excited for the game, look for it, be hoping for a good time for sure. But I think if you have a list of things you require that you must do in the game, then I think you're just setting up expectations and that will probably lead to disappointment because those are rarely ever fulfilled. I'm hitting low power, so I'm going to do my Guild Wars 2 story very, very quickly. Basically, I didn't have any expectations as to what these story quests would be when I started. I'm almost level 80, and over time the story quests flowed in a certain way. They took up a certain amount of time, they were a certain level of difficulty, they had a certain amount of story and a certain amount of action. And so over time, I expected them to follow that formula they had set up. When I last played the game, I think about a week ago, I was doing, I think, the level 78 story quest. And it was very different. I had a team of people with me, NPCs, and they all got killed. I don't know if they were supposed to, but they never came back. So I was on my own, and then I wound up fighting a boss that was really incredibly difficult without that team. And it just killed me and killed me and killed me and killed me, and it was no fun at all. It was not designed well. It was not designed in a similar fashion to the previous story quests. And so I had that expectation of what it should have been like, and it wasn't, and I got really disappointed. And so, like I said, I've kind of quit the game for a bit. I will probably go back this weekend and, you know, try again. But it's the first time the game has really disappointed me. I didn't really have expectations going into the game. You know, I had hopes and wishes, like I said. You know, I always hope for something better, something cool, something fun. And so, you know, with those hopes and wishes, it does meet many of those. It doesn't really quite get up to the level I was hoping. I did have some expectations for the tactical combat. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, it doesn't quite meet that level.
I guess that is it for this Rabbit's Wildlings podcast. Hopefully the last it has recorded okay. It's been doing its jerky low power mode thing for a while. It's done that the last few podcasts and it's been okay, so hopefully it will still sound fine. Like I said, I've had a lot of issues with getting a new hard drive to replace my failing one. And now I'm going to have to go to a different manufacturer and get a third hard drive and try that. It uses the older controller, so I think it should be fine. I think, like I mentioned before, it's just a matter of the one I got has a newer type of controller, so I don't think it is compatible or something. If this one doesn't work, I'll just be totally crazy. I went to the doctor, and she said that my cold symptoms weren't a cold, actually. They are just really super hyperactive allergies. So that could explain why I am sick so much of the year is that I'm not actually sick. I'm just having a lot of allergic reactions and my whatevers are going crazy. So I guess that's good news and bad news. The hard drive still seems to be holding up okay. It's been a week, I think, since its last incident. So hopefully it will continue to be okay until I can get the hard disk replaced and, in theory, be okay for, you know, a while until something else breaks. But I guess that is it for this Rabbit's Ramblings. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. As I said, at start of, they added an, they added a new elemental type called slag, which basically isn't, which I guess is sort of a reverse elemental style you can think of. A few years back, the guild leader of the Guild Wars 2 game that I, a few years back, the leader of the Guild Wars 2... Uh, <laughs> a few years back, the leader... Uh, the guild I'm in for Guild Wars 2... Uh, so I... Uh, no, I guess that's it. You can use a good kiss! You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation... You can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number 1 in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.